Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold podcast. Chris and Alan will be sharing unique and raw insight on what it takes to succeed. Both hosts are authors and businessmen and have been mentoring and consulting for their clients for over 50 years with their combined knowledge. So without further ado, we have an exciting show for you today. Let's get started. Hi, it's Christopher Cubby with Think Bold, Be Bold, and I'm here with my awesome co-host, Alan Witch. Alan, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Chris. How about yourself? I'm doing really well, thanks. I uh, just came off a birthday party for my little guy, Bennett, turned one. Nice. Exciting time of uh, you know their lives, uh, hitting that milestone. And uh, I think the parties, though, are much for the parents, you know, getting other parents together. And then, of course, you know, maybe a bottle of wine pops open and, uh, and, a, and a bottle of champagne, of course. But uh, it was a fun time nonetheless. And, you know, we're, we're here on a sunny, sunny Monday, our time. But uh, we've got a guest and I'm really excited about this guest coming back on because we asked him if he would come back on. <laughs> Really early uh, in in our in our, in our podcast. In fact, real early, the very first show, and you can hear him giggling in the background because we always get him going. And um, I'm going to let uh, Alan introduce uh, our number fifty back on, and uh, let's 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 rock and roll, Alan. Well, uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Chris. Yeah, the the uh, first guest and the 50th guest and if he's willing the 100th guest and we'll just keep it 50 <laughs> 50 uh, person increments and uh, on a contract absolutely <laughs> on a contract and he's, he's pointing right at me in the screen here with his uh with his uh black belt pose but uh anyway uh for those of you that have been listening all along uh our lifetime listeners we really appreciate your uh your ears and your feedback and so forth and we really appreciate the fact that uh that our guest today uh was our inaugural guest uh Peter Thurin is back in the house Peter or Peter Thurin's back in the house Peter how you doing <laughs> You guys just keep talking amongst yourselves. That's okay. That's, <laughs> uh, That's well, what we do on this show. <laughs> uh, and you hey, do is there somebody else on the line with us? I, usually it's just Chris and I. Right. <laughs> well, Peter Turn is in the house. Thank you, Peter, for being back here. And um, since uh, you've been uh, back on, um, you know, I had a chance to read your book, Be the Best You Can Be. And I loved it. I can tell you that. That's awesome. Guys, firstly, um, uh, you just make me laugh all the time. I can't believe you've invited me back. That's your that's your problem. So you've got to deal with it this morning now. I say this morning because you get me out of bed at 5 a.m. You, you just don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, in Melbourne, I'm in Melbourne, Australia, and... Um, this, it just blows me away every single time that, you know, that this is show number 50. So massive high five and chest bump to you guys because um, just the fact we're on show number 50, I mean, it's, it's brilliant. And I think that the value that you continue to bring to the table um, is, is awesome. And uh, we've become friends. How about that? I mean, we're connected for life now, boys. You'll never get rid of me. Never. <laughs> well, we don't, uh, we don't plan on that. In fact, we've got some things stirring up in the background and, and people we've had, you know, lots of discussions around this and uh, we can't wait for you to step foot on the U.S. soil and uh, and bring your brilliance to the stage. And I want to talk about that because you have been, and I think you said it, 
you've been busier than you ever have been in your speaking career. Yeah, Chris, I um, I look, I I've got goosebumps even to hear you say that, and I don't want to, I, I I don't want to upset the balance here. You know, I'm sort of touching wood. I it's uh, I'm I've been blessed. I mean, I think maybe you know, Malcolm Gladwell, you know, tipping point. Maybe there is a tipping point, or maybe we are so privileged that we get to influence people, and maybe word of mouth has just been so wonderfully kind. But I'm actually going through the busiest time of my speaking life right now and I've just come off stage and I'm back on again tonight uh, I just I scratch my head in the most wonderful places I've been in regional areas around Australia um, now I'm going interstate and then I'm heading off overseas I'm speaking in, in Hong Kong in Asia um, I, it's just really I, 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 I just say thank you thank you thank you well you know we know that um, you give a lot of gratitude for you know what you've gone through, and and, and obviously your message is resonating. Uh, that's the biggest thing when you get welcomed back, or people are seeking you now, and you know, like you said, that tipping point where the word of mouth has gotten around, and uh, now you're getting invited, you know, to big countries, um, you know, like Asia, and getting into Hong Kong. I mean, that's fantastic. Well, it, look, it's, look, I've been fortunate. I had, you know, I have also spoken at different times in in, in Europe and, and and in the states as well. Uh, but they were sort of one-offs, and and now I'm really looking as as we've been discussing. You know, we're going to do something amazing in the states, and and and, and through our relationship, you know, I mean, Alan, you you know how this all started. You know, through you know contributing to the book, the change, and, and the way you reached out, and that's brought the three of us together. And we've just, you know, this, our friendship just gets stronger and stronger. And then, Chris, you bring Dave Clare into the picture, and I'm speaking in the corporate arena over in Western Australia next month, and I'll be staying back after. Uh, when, when that conference finishes, because Dave, Claire, and I, are, we're putting a program on together for people in uh, in Western Australia. So it's all about communication. It's all about um, relationships, and it's all about collaboration. And, and I think that's what makes this space so exciting for all of us. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, I've seen I've seen you grow. I've seen this show grow. And and you're right. The collaboration just within uh, you know the the alumni on the show and the things that you guys are doing behind the scenes, you know, with or without Chris and I, is music to our ears. Absolutely. And you know, we feel honored that uh, you know that there's uh, you know developments and partnerships and collaborations and and so on and so forth behind the scenes. You know, with nothing to do with us, I, that couldn't be more music to our ears than than anything else. It's a validation that, that you know, we've got the at least the venue right and the uh, platform right for everybody else. Uh, that's that, Look, you, full stop, amen. Uh, you know, I start every day uh, with an inspirational quote, as you boys know, and just a couple of days ago, the quote that went out was, the miracle is this, the more we share, the more we have. And you guys bring that to life um, in spades, um, you know, putting it out there and sharing and bringing us into the picture. And then, then it's up to us to take it and run with it. And um, at the risk of sounding really superficial, um, I, moving forward, want to work with people who I genuinely enjoy working with. And that's pretty uncomplicated. You know, I come, as you know, from a background of owning pharmacies in Australia for 20 years and building businesses. And now I work around the world, building 
building businesses and helping people, but I want to do it with people who I genuinely enjoy working with. And I am so, this ride that we're on at the moment, and it's completely up to us to see where we take this and 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 how we grow this together. But as you know, and I put you on notice on show number one that I'm on my way to the states and we're going to do something together. Well, we're getting awfully close to doing that. We're getting close, uh, but it's. Yeah, and it's up to us to make it happen. It's always up to us to make it happen. Absolutely. And I uh, just wanted to uh, pop in and, 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 you know, tell us, Peter, you know, what have, uh, what have you been noticing out there with the different, uh, you know, talks that you've been having with organizations and, and sort of the flair behind, you know, the economy, you know, for one, because I know you spend uh, a great deal of time in, in, in front of a large organizations. Give us some insight to what's happening, you know, in your global affair right now. You know, it's a, it's, it's a fabulous question because uh, I've just come back from back-to-back uh, conferences in regional areas. So it's about three-hour drive from home for me. So not in the big capital cities, not with the big corporates, but in more country towns uh, where the number of bums on seats have been ballpark about 200 people. So not massive, but not small either. And I'm finding that people are so appreciative of the message that we're delivering and they are screaming for it. Uh, the number of people who come up to me at the end of a presentation and say to me, I wish my partner had been here or I wish we could take this into the schools or into the universities. People need to hear what it is that you're talking about around moving from routine to remarkable and focusing on what you can do and not worrying about the things that you can't do and, and looking for the opportunities to be successful as, to, as opposed to always getting bogged down on the, on the, on the obstacles and the barriers. You know, the old, you know, the cliche, a winner finds a way and a loser finds an excuse. And when I talk about winners and losers, I'm only talking about a winning attitude versus a losing attitude. But I, I'm finding more and more and more that the message is resonating loud and clear. And I think people, I don't think I know categorically, and we touched on this in episode number one, people want to know, well, what have you done? As opposed to the people that just rah, rah, rah on stage, just a lot of rhetoric, but they've never actually done what it is that they talk about. People want to know what have you done. So if you're in front of a business audience, they want to know that you've actually grown businesses yourself. It would be very, I mean, I think it was Bruce Lee of martial arts fame said something along the lines of that no one has ever got a black belt by reading about martial arts. At some point in time, you've got to roll your sleeves up and get stuck into it. And people are genuinely thriving on the message. And of course, you know, we bring to the table our level of energy and enthusiasm. And um, I think if you love what you do, that, that comes across quite, uh, quite comfortably, doesn't it? Absolutely. Oh, very much so. Very much so. I like what you said about, you know, moving from routine to remarkable. Can you dive a little bit deeper on on that part because I, I caught that and it, and I just you know I wrote it in big letters on my book here and again you know for audience and I know everybody on the call here always carries a you know a journal this is the golden nuggets this is the stuff where you know Peter um, in some cases um, uh, you know not only gets paid but also charges big money for so it's it you know we've got a privilege with him to be here sharing this information with you so it's always a good time to write down the insight that you're going to get because uh this is this is why we're doing this is to really help 
uh, the audience um, move the needle. And, and I just love that. So can you dive a little bit deeper on that, you know, moving from routine to remarkable? Because I, I thought that was, you know, really interesting. Yeah, thank you, Chris. I mean, I've had a whole presentation around moving from routine to remarkable and, you know, a snapshot. I mean, there's so much routine in life. I mean, uh, you know, the amount of travel that I do in and out of hotels, as we all do, and, you know, it's pretty much standard procedure, isn't it? You walk up to the reception and are you checking in? Well, of course I'm checking in. You know, it's like, um, then they ask for your... I told a story on stage. I told a story on stage the other day where um, the hotel I was checking in, there's a big glass door. So from the reception, you could actually see me get out of the taxi, out of the cab, uh, in front of the hotel. And the young crew at the reception desk actually watched me get out of the taxi, shake hands with the taxi driver, collect my bag and my suit bag, and I walked to the front desk at the reception, and they asked me, are you checking in? And I said, well, actually, no, I'm not. I stayed here a week ago and I forgot to say goodbye to you. So I've come back to say goodbye. <laughs> of course I'm checking in. <laughs> Creatures of that we are. We are, and that's the routine. And look, I'm just having a laugh at them, and they were wonderful young people, and we did laugh, and we laughed for the three days together. But then the same routine, they ask for your credit card. Why do they want your credit card? It's to cover incidentals. Now, very often, you've paid a, you've paid a, a deposit at a hotel to stay at the hotel. You may be thousands of dollars if you're traveling with your family, and they still want your credit card. Why do they want it? The standard words are to cover incidentals. In other words, they've got thousands of dollars of yours as a deposit, but they're scared, petrified, you're going to steal a Mars bar out of the fridge. And I'm thinking, this is just ridiculous that it's the same routine wherever you go. So for us to be a little bit remarkable is not that complicated. Right. And I, I was speaking I was speaking at a conference in, uh, I'm cutting a long story very short here. I know you think it's a long story, but it's, it, it gets longer. There's a, I, I, was speaking at a, I was speaking at a conference in, uh, in Shanghai, in China, and I was invited across uh, by the general manager of the hotel. He was with a different chain, and uh, now he's changed groups, hotel groups, and he wanted me to impact on his leadership group. Uh, a young boy, a young Chinese boy by the name of Max. I don't think that's his Chinese name, but a young boy by the name of Max. He actually made me a coffee in my hotel room, and I thought, wow. I've traveled to many places in the world, and this is the first time that anybody has ever made me a coffee in my room when he took me to my room. Wow. And we call it doing a max. And doing the max. It's doing the <laughs> max. And I talk about I talk about max all around the world. And if we can all find our equivalent of doing a max, and to understand that that what we do, small steps, that every, that, that that we are, it's beholden upon all of us to deliver. That what we do matters. That it's integral to success. Your success, the success of your organization, the success of your family team, your sporting team. And you might think, well, making a coffee is not remarkable. But if I asked you boys this, has anybody ever made you a coffee in your hotel room before? What's the response? Is that a yes or a no? No. It's going to be a no. 
It will be a no. And is it easy to do? Yes. Is, is it easy not to do? Yes. And what do most people in life choose? They choose easy not to do. And as we start to accumulate the easy to do's, we start to achieve massively in our lives. And moving from routine to remarkable, you know, in my pharmacies, Mrs. Thompson's little boy, Johnny, had a tennis final on a Sunday. A member of my team would ring on Monday morning. How did he go? Chris Cumber, your little boy, Bennett. In the introduction, you said turn one year of age. Well, how magnificent is that for so for somebody to ring you and to wish you all the very, very best for little Bennett? I mean, that's so easy to do. It's so easy not to do. Mm-hmm. And that's moving from routine to remarkable. And remarkable is not that remarkable. And today's remarkable is not remarkable tomorrow. So our focus is on quality. Our focus is on consistency. Our focus is on being better tomorrow than we are today. And we start moving from routine to remarkable. And I know that's a very tiny snapshot because we're smashed by time, but on stage we really bring that to life and give real stories about moving from routine to remarkable. And what's interesting for me is that the best companies in the world, you know, I was in um, in Germany speaking to uh, the most successful chemical company in the world, and you've heard me speak about these people before, but they're remarkable because they are aggressively focused on being better tomorrow than they are today. They put their leadership team constantly in danger of learning something new, and then they hold them accountable to bringing it to life. So we can listen to our show this morning, but it's the doing. It's what our, what our listeners, what they write down is magnificent, but what they do about what they write down is, is, is key. It's the crux of everything that we do. It's the doing. It's the acting upon it that uh, I think a lot of people fall prey to. You know, I was in a, and and I I totally agree with you, and and I'm going to step in here for a second, Chris, and tell another quick story. And I, I, Peter, I can so resonate. Uh, A number of years ago, uh, there was a uh, uh, business event in in my hometown, and Howard Schultz, founder of Starbucks, was there. And I can't remember if I told this story or not, and if I did, I apologize for being redundant. but he spoke for an hour on – he just gotten back from, I think, the U.K., opened up his, like, 1900th location, and he was tired and exhausted, and there was a whole room full of uh, executives, you know, C-level executives, you know, and, and above and below. And uh, everybody paid to have breakfast with him, light, you know, white Littleton and breakfast, and, and he talked for 50 minutes. And uh, when he got done, standing ovation, and 99.9% of the room left. I wow. couldn't believe what I saw. Here's a wow. guy that started this entire movement, not just selling coffee, but this movement, and they left. They were so conditioned to get back to their job that they didn't take a second and stand in line and talk with this man that has developed an, an incredible global business. And just to go to what you're saying, it's it's making the decision and doing the simple things, but we're so conditioned to not do that, especially, you know, when we're you know, trying to, you know, work under somebody else's objective that we get caught up in the habit and we get caught up in the, you know, what we're used to. Well, you, you make such a wonderful point there. You know, I spoke at a real estate conference um, in in Australia, and there were um, I think there were about one and a half thousand people there. So it wasn't a, a, for me. That's that's a that's a pretty sizable audience. The lady who was the real estate agent of the year, she won the big prize. She is the the number one person in the auditorium. Can you believe? She was the only person when I came off stage. I had a bunch of people that chatted to me. She was the only person. She asked me, Peter, would you be good enough? 
to mentor me for the next 12 months. Wow. She was the number one person in the room. And I'm thinking, you have just blown me away. And I promise you, I learned much more from her in the next 12 months than anything that I contributed. It was an extraordinary ride, but that just blew me away. And that's why the best are the best at what they do. It's those three little questions that we've spoken about previously that every single day we need to ask ourselves. What do I need to do more? What do I need to do better? What do I need to do differently? More? Better, differently. And it's, and, and it's not about what does somebody else need to do. The question is, what do I need to do? And I think that your story about Howard Schultz and you know, this lady who I will never, ever forget, um, I, I, it's, it's absolutely the doing and the power of the questions that we choose to ask or we choose not to ask. Oh, totally, indeed. Absolutely. And it's amazing uh, what we do and don't do. And how simple uh, a choice is, you know, and so many times we don't really make a choice or we've never been taught to make a choice. We've never been taught the ramifications of making a decision and then acting upon it because accountability comes once you verbalize and make that decision. And so many times we're not entrusted to that. We don't entrust ourselves to that. And so we don't hold ourselves and other people accountable. But can I say to, look, you, you're so right. And, and can I say that I just want our listeners to know that, you know, that, that some of the decisions that I've made in my own life, you know, I, my life changed when two things changed my life professionally. One was starting martial arts at the age of 36. And two, and Chris, we were having a bit of a giggle the other day as you're coaching your little boy's soccer team. So for me, coaching my older son, who's now 30, when he was six years of age, when I first started to coach his Australian rules football team, those two things changed my life. And did I feel awkward and did I feel uncomfortable at different times? Yes, I did. And so the big message that I want to get across to our listeners is please don't allow awkward and uncomfortable stop you from having the courage to get into the game. And so sometimes to ask a question of a Howard Schultz is awkward and it's uncomfortable because you think, well, that's Howard Schultz. So go and ask the question anyway. The worst thing that can happen is nothing. Right. The best thing that can happen. The best thing that can happen is that you walk away with with one thing that then is beholden upon you to implement into your life, and that's powerful. So again, please don't allow awkward and uncomfortable to prevent you from having the courage to get into the game. And the game can be as simple as just asking a question. That's getting in the game. Getting in the game can be as simple as making a single phone call. That's getting in the game. Have the courage to do it and don't allow awkward and uncomfortable to stop you. Fantastic. Well, I was all uncomfortable, I can tell you that, coaching, you know, three and four-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're like, they're like herding cats, but, um, you know, certainly, uh, you know, with incentive, uh, they certainly <laughs> listen. So I brought some stickers this time around and um, all of them, when I blew my whistle and said, traffic cop, they all put their foot on the ball, standing up, and trapped the ball. Um, a little skill that obviously, as a soccer player, is uh, crucial. And mm -hmm. uh, it was just so fun to see them, after just three or four practices, really understand that. But again, with incentive, and I think that's the same thing in life. You know, when we go after goals and, and we have incentives, you know, we're going to do the things that are necessary to get there and put ourselves in uncomfortable positions um, because it wasn't easy for the kids either to do what I asked them to do because it wasn't a regular skill for them. But 
you know, just after a few times of practicing that and understanding the cue when given, they were actually able to get themselves in that mindset very, very quickly. So, I mean, I learn as much as I can from my children and, and children in general and just watch them uh, because, you know, we can learn so much from uh, just observing as well. Now, you know, Peter, you Chris, 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 yeah. just before we move away from that point, though, I think that you make a really powerful point there. And, and, and the great thing is that I've all used me coaching junior sport is that I grew through all of that. I got better. I, if I think I was a fabulous coach when I first started, I would be playing with myself. Really, I, I got better and better, and it was about continual improvement. And then taking the message from coaching kids sport, what did we speak about to the kids? We spoke about teamwork and honesty and loyalty and excellence and all the things that we talk about in the corporate world. The messages aren't that different. Right. And we grew and we grew together. So it's challenging yourself and doing those things like coaching junior sport or getting involved in areas that maybe you think, oh, look, it's not really for me, but you will grow too. And the person that comes out at the other end is very different to the person who, who started. So Absolutely. roll your sleeves up and, and get into it. For sure. And I you know, couldn't agree more You know, from that perspective. You do get better as you uh, practice and, and you just get out there and um, – you know, new things come to you. And, and speaking of new things, you know, Peter, you've been busy. You've been, uh, obviously, uh, you promote your book along the way, which is a fantastic book. And we're going to get into your book in a second and, and talk about that. I know uh, Alan has a couple of questions around that particularly. But I, I want to ask you, in the last little while, uh, since we've spoken, and you've been um, out as busy as you have been, what are some of the aha moments that have come to you along that journey? Anything uh, that you want to share with the audience? Wow. For me, I love people. I, I genuinely, I mean, I, um, the word care, um, C-A-R-E, you know, as a, as, a, as, a, as a young retailer, as a young pharmacist, I was told that customers are really everything, C-A-R-E. I learned that my work colleagues, colleagues are really everything, C-A-R-E. I love kids, children are really everything, C-A-R-E. But choices are really everything. And people make choices whether they come and listen to you. People make choices as to whether or not they um, they stay back and ask those questions that uh, Al, your, to your story about uh, Howard Schultz. For me, the aha moments continue to be around um, how important people are and I am tired of I see people that are paid to present from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock they roll in at 30 seconds to 9 and they're gone at 10 o'clock for me the aha moments are always around just how privileged we are as to what we do the people that stay back and genuinely want to talk to you for me I always walk away and I feel selfish. I feel that I've taken more than I've ever given. People are so incredibly generous of spirit. You know, it's not just about a standing ovation. It's about the, the, what they sent to you afterwards, the thank yous and what they've taken out of it. So it, it's, is it an aha moment? It, it's more, Chris, to do your question, it reinforces that we are privileged to do what we do, that if you – out of respect to the groups that you work with, you need to do your homework and your preparation. They're the non-negotiables before you go on stage. And when you really deliver from the heart and it genuinely comes across that you care about people, what they give back to you 
is in multiples more than anything that you give to them. Um, I'm not sure that's an aha moment, but it continually reinforces why I love doing what I do. I hope that doesn't sound too selfish in me answering it in that way. Not at all. In fact, you know, I would classify that as an absolute aha moment um, because it's something that, you know, clearly glared, you know, out at you. So I appreciate that. And thanks for sharing that. Uh, Good man. Thank you. Peter, I, I, I got to hang on that a second. Um, you are indeed a real person of character, and you're also, I think, an ideal um, uh, brand maker for being in service to others. And when you're in a position of influence, which you are, that is probably one of the biggest responsibilities to be is to be in service of other people. And uh, you do that so well uh, before and after. But I want to hang real quick on what you just said. When you arrive to a, um, and I'll get on to another question here in a second, but you said when you arrive to a presentation, you get there early and you leave late. And just for all the uh, listeners out there, for a lot of our uh, podcast uh, folks that, uh, you know, maybe are new to uh, speaking, maybe want to be keynotes, or maybe just want to edge their game a little bit. What you said is key. Arrive early, mingle with the people, get your face out there, listen to what they have to say, because usually the value extends in the beginning and then the end. And I think there's a lot of people, like you said, that arrive you know, right on time and, and leave right afterwards, and they don't get to gather and glean the good that they're, that they're leaving these people and the kind of inspiration they're getting in return. So I I just heads up. I, I want to commend you for that, and I really want that to be a a note for all those out there that are aspiring to be uh, key leaders. But I do want to move into your book really quick, and, and, and now just one more a further thing to that too. And understand that you know I, I'm anal on on preparation, so it's the number of phone calls you know that I will have to go to people prior to even arriving early so that you know what their key objectives are you know the names of their children you know what's most important to them even before you arrive at the venue there are so many things that we can do to optimize our chances of success sure do your homework and be responsible and go you know a little bit beyond what others are going to expect and that's routine to remarkable by the way boys There you go. Absolutely fantastic. Routine Remarkable. And that, by the way, is on the front cover of your book. We can get to your book, Be the Best You Can Be, How to Harness the Principles of Martial Arts to Move Your Life from Routine to Remarkable. And I just want to turn to a page in here, a page that I I have highlighted. It says in here, and and this this is so Peter, inspiration is everywhere. All the time, in the most everyday moments, use this inspiration to enjoy the journey as you move closer to your goal. And in italics you have, it was the journey that made this day live on in my memory. And that's what you're talking about. And not only do you promote that, you talked a little bit earlier about... um, about uh, people want to know what you do and what you've created. Well, you are a walking testament, not a walking contradiction to what you talk about, Peter, and we honor you for that. Uh, look, I, I love you for that. And, you know, you talk about inspiration everywhere. I mean, even to Chris's story about you know, it, it, little Bennett's birthday party. That's so much fun. We get inspired by just the smiles on faces, coaching junior sport. You know, there is inspiration all around us. I, I, I think that sometimes that we walk around with blinkers on and if we just open our senses to what's going on around us, there is so much there is so much beauty and so many opportunities for new stories if we just keep our eyes and ears wide open. 
Absolutely. Page number 16. I had that highlighted as well. <laughs> that is incredible. Awesome. That is incredible. Inspiration is everywhere. And it was one of my um, highlights. So I, I just love that we're on. We're, we're in sync here, folks. And, you know, that's the type of thing that uh, happens when, when you get, you know, the the type of guys that are you know talking to you on the on a call right now it just seems we have a lot of that synchronicity um peter we've got uh you know something that we're really focused on and and you know again uh as the world is coming online and and you've heard it uh before uh not only from us but you've seen it around the world with the rising billions and the you know connectivity that we're starting to see and and that growing um you know, where do you think your message uh, fits, you know, with that rising billions? What what would you say to the people that have no astigmatisms to, uh, you know, any preconceptions about, you know, business entrepreneurship? And, and I truly believe, and Alan and I talk about this a lot, that, you know, the new economy is really going to be driven right around the world by, you know, entrepreneurs because they're now going to have an opportunity for first-time connections into the internet, full capability to launch whatever they may, their genius, and I truly believe everybody has one to share. But where does your message, you know, fit within those rising billions? Or better yet, what would you um, encourage them, you know, if you were to have that, you know, stage of a billion people in front of you? Wow. I rather, <laughs> Not to put you on I rather, <laughs> But I rather how you think big. You're going into billions, uh, which is, you know, I, I um, for me, my message, can I tell you, I, I hear you loud and clear with the internet, and that will create massive opportunity. But I think that sometimes people sit back a little bit in awe of what's going on. You know, aspiring entrepreneurs, they think, well, I don't have a talent in that area. I don't have a talent in that area. But you alluded to it before about everybody has has their own genius. Everybody has something remarkable that they can bring to the table. For me, I'm I need to be around people. I need face to face. I need that contact. I need and that's where I have I, the greatest opportunity to add value. I was I was um, a keynote speaker uh, for one of the big banks here in Australia and I was in the conference room earlier because I wanted to listen to a couple of the speakers that went on before me. And they were talking about new customer relation management um, uh, tools that they were using and getting online with these things to make it easier for their people and it worried me because you've got to get to know people you've got to care enough to get to know people's names and what they do and these people were hiding behind tools so that they didn't have to get to know people they thought that the internet or that um, some of the online stuff would do it for them right. and People are real. I mean, our our communication has not come about because we've just been sending each other emails. Our relationship and our friendship is growing and growing and growing because we're face-to-face. And each of us um, takes responsibility in doing that. You have to work at it. And it's not difficult work, but nevertheless, if only one of us was making the phone calls all the time, the other one would get tired of it in time. So we need to set the parameters. What you can expect from me, what I can expect from you, and 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 deliver. So find out that area that you can be outstanding at, and and really bring it to life. So if it's the online stuff that you're brilliant at, make sure you align yourself, collaborate with people who can that together that you can grow synergistically. Uh, I, I I think it's really important because me, I, do I want to be outstanding online? 
I, I need to be online. I understand that. And if that's not the space where I'm comfortable, remember the three questions. What do I need to do more? What do I need to do better? What do I need to do differently? And part of what I need to do differently is maybe bring people onto my team that can shine in those areas. So their, their opportunity to be entrepreneurial is to help me grow my business and I'll help them grow their business, that we're in this together. But we need to have clarity around expectation. If I'm part of a team, if we're working together and we want to get our message out there, you boys are outstanding. Think Bold, Be Bold has come around by the vision that you had and how you've brought this to life has been remarkable. Now, me, I love to talk, as if you didn't know, and I'd rather talk than, I'd rather talk than write. You've heard me say that before. But to really get my message, for my message to become global, I've got to be smart enough to recognize that the online presence is is integral to that success. And if it's not me, then I've got to bring people on my team that can help deliver and bring that to life with me, with I me. It. I love it. Yeah, I think that's totally key. I think of what you just said is collaboration. And your message can be, uh, you don't have to change your message. Uh, you don't really even have to change your medium, but uh, what you just talked about in collaboration, find out that you, know, you, should, you should spend your day doing what you love to do. Period. Regardless, of, and if if it's how you make your money, great. It may or may not be how you make your money, but let's just say for for a quick uh, uh, survey that it is in fact how you make your money. And you spend your day doing the things that you love to do, and surround yourself with the people that love doing the things that you're not great at, or maybe the things you don't want to excel at, but you understand and you know that those have to become an integral part of who you are if your message is going to continue, if you're going to be a needle mover in your arena and stay on the front edge of where you're going, then indeed surrounding yourself with people that have those those strengths and those traits is going to be key. And I'm glad, I am so glad you said that because I think a lot of entrepreneurs get out there, they don't understand that value and they succumb to the road most traveled and they wither. Yeah, you know, that's 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 brilliant. And each of us, I mean, that's for me. I want to be, um, I want to be outstanding in the U.S. And to do that, we're doing it together. You know, and that really is. And and our listeners will see now whether we deliver on that, which we talk about as well, because we've spoken about this, and this is something that is really important to us. And if it is important, it's, it's actions that speak louder than anything that we might talk about um, on, on your show. And I love the notion of being challenged. I love the notion of saying, well, if that's what I want, how do I bring that to life? And who else? Three questions you know, that I also love to ask is, what new skills will I need? What new knowledge will I need? Who else do I need on my team? What new skills, what new knowledge? Who else do I need on my team? But I also want to reinforce that I love the fact, and I thank you so much for just you know, drawing attention to the book, because there's a gentleman interviewed me for, for, a, for a, an audio program, and I asked him, what was the key thing that you took out of the book? And I'm just going to, six words on page 105. And he blew me away. The six words were quite simply, I always got out of bed. And I said, why were those words so important to you? And he said, because, Pete, I know you had to do your martial arts training at 4 a.m. in the morning, but you always got out of bed. And I think with what we're talking about right now, guys, that being an entrepreneur and, and delivering on your message is not a sometimes thing. Whether it rain, hail or shine, you have to get out of bed. It's not a excellence is not a sometimes thing. It's an all the time thing. And the best companies in the world teach you that. 
in multiples that I don't care how you're feeling, but you need to get out of bed. You need to show up ready. You're on stage at every moment of every day. And I think that's key as well. It's not a sometimes thing. This is an all the time thing. People work you out very, very quickly whether uh, um, you're a person of integrity or not, whether you actually, what you talk about is what you do and whether the doing is an all the time thing or just when you feel like it thing. We don't have that luxury. It's an all the time thing. Absolutely. Yeah. People you know, are, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. I was just going to mention just about the, you know, the sense of what you guys are talking about from a mastermind. And, you know, I, came across a quote that I'll, I'll just uh, say very quickly here from Napoleon Hill. You know, one of the things you should do in life is deliberately seek the company of people who influence you to think and act on building the life you desire. And that's, you know, essentially uh, what I'm hearing, you know, based on the discussion we're having is that when you go and do what you really love and you can find the influence of people that can help you build on that and, you know, really get it out there. Um, that that's the key and, and that's where the growth comes from. And it's, a, and it's exciting. Um, go ahead, Alan. And uh, I've got, um, another question I'd like to pop in there at some point. And ask for help. I've not been good at that in the past. Please. I don't want our listeners to think that we, that we've ticked all the yes boxes on this and that we've always got everything right. That is so not true for me. I, I come from a background where I thought that was, I had to do it all myself. And, um, I, traditionally had not been good at asking for help and the Howard Schultz story earlier Alan Chris the stories that we tell to again I'll say it you might feel awkward and you might feel uncomfortable but if you don't ask you'll never get you know so don't be don't be afraid to ask for help and I'm still learning to get better at that myself you know it's funny you said that don't be afraid yeah awesome point don't be afraid to ask for help you know who's not afraid to ask for help kids tell me yeah, we I want to hang real quick on what on what Chris um asked you a minute ago, and and I and I'm going to hold you this with a little bit different perspective. He said, "How are you going to reach a you know, how are you going to reach a billion people with your message?" And he said, "Facebook, you know, eyeball to eyeball." I think a great way for you to do that, and a great way for this message to be out there, is to talk to the kids, is to be in the schools and be in the universities, and have them see the passion and the vision of what you're talking about, because they're not afraid to talk, they're not afraid to listen and take in and say now the great and then just offer it and I think we we compartmentalize and we get used to the road most traveled and we choose not to do that but I'm but I I, want to hear and put you on the spot a little bit I want it if you had the opportunity and I and I know that you have and I know that you will continue to do this um, you're going to be in a a grade school say or a a grade school tomorrow and you'll be talking to 300 uh, sixth graders what's your message <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, again, firstly, sixth graders. I mean, it's a long time since I've had a, a sixth grader, so I'd love to know where they're where they're at. So, what, what what age are we talking about? A sixth grader is how old? Is probably twelve or thirteen years of age. Is that would that be about right? Yep. Yep. Ah, look, I I I, I would school really to, to to Chris's you know junior footy, you know, to uh, soccer or junior junior football. I'd be talking to these kids about um about 
the courage, about inspiration, the courage to get into the game, to follow their heart, to follow their dreams. But I would talk to them too about the discipline. And I talk to them about setting goals and what that means because that might not be something that um, that they're comfortable with, that they truly understand, but about having the courage to, to think big. You know, you boys are talking about billions. I'd ha- to have the courage to think big, but about being the best that they can be and that there'll be a lot of negative influences in their lives and when we watch the news and if we read a newspaper, not that too many sixth graders do things like that, but there's a lot of negative stuff, but if we can bring the best of ourselves into the school environment and the best of ourselves with our friends and to genuinely care about people and to include people, uh, I think that that would, be, would hold them in, in really, really good stead. But the power of, of focusing on them being the best of them, that the, the, the going for a walk every day, to, to the little things make a difference. I'm all over the shop with this question because you've you know, thought time on it, and I love kids. And for, for me, it's it's for me. It's the only leadership is leading by example. I'd love to go for a run with these kids around the oval at school and cheer for them and encourage and support them and make sure that they deliver on that message with their teammates as well. And that we are all different. We're different sizes. We're different colours. We're different shapes, but that we matter and that everybody matters and that we're much stronger and together and much more fun and enjoyment in life if we bring people along for the ride. So, and again, to, to have fun, that you can be successful in life and have fun. And boys, I'm all over the shop with that answer. I, and, if you're asking me that, and if you're asking that question in half an hour time, I'll give you a different answer. And if you ask me tomorrow, it'll be something different again. I love it. I lo- There's a lot that yeah. I can uh, pass on. And, you know, yeah. again, I, I think it's um, – I think it's a great, uh, you know, answer that you gave, and quite frankly, yeah, it it will change because there's so much we can pass on to a sixth grader and and, and talk about and, and things that can resonate with them. But you know, I, I'll say one thing: I think um, your book would be a fantastic read for any sixth grader because it is, and and not to belittle the book in terms of being written for a sixth grader. So don't get me wrong; I just believe that it's well outlined. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a great book um, because it has exercises. It's laid out very, very well. And I really encourage everybody to pick up Peter Turin's book um, in his Black Belt and Excellence series. You know, this one particularly, Be the Best You Can Be, because I truly believe that's the message um, that a sixth grader could understand and they can live up to. And Chris, you know, I, I, I love that. I had a gentleman that actually wrote me and sent me an email after reading the book. He said, this book should be in every school in Australia. So and why not in the US? Why not in Canada? And I so agree. on and so on. So I I, look, I love your feedback. And so thank you. Thank that, you. It's a, it's a fantastic book and it should be um, actually uh, a great uh, a book study for, you know, sixth graders at, at that. So that's my two cents on sixth graders. And uh, I just wanted to put that in because it is a fantastic book. And maybe because I have um, <laughs> maybe the reading capacity of a sixth grader. So I don't know. But anyway, we'll move on. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. We can't move on. Just that's that's something I gotta add. <laughs> it's a terrible when you get three people on the line. They all got to talk, right? But I, but I do. I want <laughs> I want to I want to go back to just two little quick quotes Chris and I'll give you the yes, platform back on page 76 and page 77 on Let's page 76 it. you say remember to keep asking yourself how can I apply this lesson just like all the lessons in this book 
to my specific situation. And then on the next page, and here's what you're talking about. Embrace feedback and find a way to get better. Be honest and then act now. Kids can totally do this. Adults, we have the astigmatism, but kids, they'll do this every day of the week and twice on Sunday. I agree. You know, can I tell you that um, the book was written by me for me as if I was, you know, traveling from Melbourne to Sydney. That's about an hour and a half plane ride. Or if I was going to bed at night and uh, I wanted to just take a couple of little stories that I could, that would resonate with me. My young son, now he's now 23, but when he was just a young kid, when he read the book for the first time uh, as a teenager, he said, Dad, it was frightening. He said, it was like you were standing in my bedroom talking to me. And I thought, well, that's the best feedback that I could possibly get on the book. But... Um, I think the fact that it is easy to pick up and to take something out of it is what makes it so powerful. And uh, and I'm and I'm, for me, I'm I'm really proud of the book because it's raised a lot of money for children's charities as well. So um, I hope you don't mind me saying that, but it's uh, that's been very very important to me. <laughs> and uh, we appreciate that, and and certainly um, we've got. You know, a few things we're going to be working on. In fact, getting over here, you know, to the United States, there's going to be an element of uh, kids charity and, and things we're working on as well with the Think Bold, Be Bold Kids platform. Hey, Peter, it's our yeah. time. Uh, you know, again, we've changed up a, a bit. You know, we've learned a few things uh, over 50 shows. And uh, what we're learning is that... Um, we, we love format. We love the fact that as we're coming to the end of the show, and can you believe it? We're almost at the end of the show. We've Has it been that more, time already? It, it, wow. it just flies by. And, you know, it's not it's not too hard to uh, fly by with Peter Turn in the house, right? Because uh, we get nice. so much information and so much wisdom and so many things we can act upon. But, you know, this is kind of... You know, find out what ticks with Peter Turin because we've got something uh, with what we call rapid, bold insight. And it's a series of five questions. We're just going to ask you really quickly and you're going to give us some quick answers uh, if that's even possible. But <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll put you on the hot seat just for a minute and then we're going to um, and Alan's going to come back. And, and before we do that, how do people get a hold of you, Peter? Uh, PeterTurin.com, P-E-T-R-T-H-U-R-I-N.com. That's probably the best way. Um, And I look, as again, I'll say it, I prefer to talk than write. If they want to ring me, they can ring me. My my, my details are on the website. Send me a message. Um, I'm so contactable, and um, I look forward to hearing from any of your listeners. It would be a joy and absolute privilege to hear from. Excellent. You heard it. Be Bold Nation. Peter Curran's uh, line is wide open. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's bring it to life, boys. All right, well, let's do it. Rapid Bold Insight with Peter Turin. Peter? Lay him out there. How do you relax? I am relaxed. Can't you tell I'm relaxed? This is relaxed. I'm talking about exercise. I love my family and I, 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 do, I exercise every day. I mean, for me, that's key. I love getting out there. I watch people with, um, with headphones on and listening to music. Me, I love listening to nature. I just love listening to sounds and, and interacting and right. just get out there. I do need, I do need a bit of me time. So um, exercise and family time, really important for me. Fantastic. What's your favorite book besides your own? <laughs> uh, are, are there any other books? I didn't know there were any other books. It's, well, it would be either yours or mine, Chris. I mean, I mean, that's true. That's know. what I was waiting for. <laughs> you know, that goes through. That, that, that goes. That, that, that's 
it's all over the place. You know, my, my, my favourite book, you know, and if I, 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 if, I, if I highlight one particular book, I'm going to do an injustice to a whole bunch of others because as a school kid, I was not a good reader. I, 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 um, I would much rather do a chapter out of the maths book than read an English novel. But out of necessity, necessity today, I, I have to read to keep up to date and I found that um, I really enjoy it, you know, picking up books that I can read, books that are easy to read is how I got into it. And uh, now I read things sometimes that are a bit more challenging. I started reading American sporting books because they were the only inspirational books I could get um, all those years ago. So I love something with a message in it, something that I can take out and bring to life, something that resonates with me. So not answering the question on a particular book, and I'm only not going to answer that because if I, I'm looking at my desk at the moment and I've got books stacked on my desk of some that I've read and some that I still need to read. There's a lot of great stuff okay, out let, there, boys. Let me interrupt a second. What's the title of the one that's on the very top of the stack? The one that's on the very top of the stack right now, and uh, look, you might not, is called "Be the Best at What Matters Most." How's that? Cool. Now, 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 what's the one on the very bottom of the stack? On the very bottom of the stack, because that's the first one. Okay, on the very <laughs> on the very bottom of the stack is a book called "The Power of Habit." Why we do what we do and how to change. How's that? So I had to go and pick that up to tell you what was on the bottom of the stack. That's awesome. Right there, you heard it. Two amazing books, in fact. And uh, Peter, how, what's your favorite exercise? Again, through stages, I've done a lot of running in my life, became obsessed with martial arts at the age of 36. I toured a couple of Australian tennis teams a lifetime ago. So I'm just, I just, it's just out there and just doing it, you know? And, and so every day, it's either running, walking, sit-ups, push-ups, skip rope. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just into it. I just love exercise. I love it. What's your favorite quote? <laughs> well, this is a bloke that puts out, puts out a quote every single day. But, and so my favorite quote, but look, the, the quote, and I shared this with you, I think, on episode one, the quote that has the most meaning for me was when I first started all of this was Vince Lombardi. The difference between a successful person and others is not a lack of strength, not a lack of will, but rather, sorry, not a lack of strength, not a lack of knowledge, but rather a lack of will. Right. In other words, how much do you really want this? And the reason why that was so important is because that was the one I used to talk about, and my wife was not on board with me when I first started this. She was not happy with me that I sold my pharmacies. And then one day she walked into my office with a big framed poster, and on it it said, Peter Turin, black belt in excellence engraved, and underneath it said, the difference between a successful person and others is not a lack of strength, not a lack of knowledge, but rather a lack of will. And that was the day I knew that my wife was on my team, that we were in it together, that she knew that what I was doing, I was deeply passionate about, and it really mattered to me, and that I would make that successful and always be able to look after my family. So that quote is so meaningful for me. Is it my favorite quote? I'm not sure. Does it have the most meaning to me? Yes, it does. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you one in your book that I really love, and it's pretty much on the very last page. Wherever you go, go with all your heart. Confucius. And that's yeah. a, a powerful yeah. mm -hmm. a powerful one for me. Um, most influential person you know, right now on your business, and, and just kind of give us a little bit of uh, perspective on that. Yeah, uh, the most influential person. Look, I, the people that influence my business are the people that open the doors for me to get me to work, to give me the chance to do what I do. But um, I, I'm still, the, 
you, to your point about being inspired by little kids before, my family for me have massive influence because everything I do is with them in mind. I know the question that you're asking me is is really is a particular person that has this massive, you know, as a mentor or. But for me, uh, the most significant person is the person that I'm speaking to next because no one cares how good I was on stage yesterday. All that matters is what I'm doing right now. So the most significant person to me is the next person that I speak to. And I hope that doesn't sound like a superficial answer, but that is from the heart and I and I really do mean that. When I, I'm on stage um, tomorrow night, I'm speaking to a, a large pharmaceutical company here in Australia, and then I go to national convention for Subway um, at the Adelaide Convention Centre. I'm the keynote speaker on the weekend, and there is no one there that cares how good I was on the weekend. And so the most influential person for me is the next person that I'm in front of that deserves everything that, that, I, that I've got. Beautiful, and it's well said, and thank you for all the insight the Rapid Bold Insight, Be Bold Nation, that's from Peter Turn. He is in the house, and he has graced, graced us with his presence, and uh, certainly we appreciate uh, every moment we have with him. And, and stay tuned. There's going to be lots more. We'll be talking about Peter uh, over the next uh, several, several months coming because we have a few things in mind. Alan, take us away. Oh, I hate that it's that time of the uh, that time of the show. But uh, I do like this last question, Peter. I, th- I think you know what's coming. Um, That's it. Since you're the very first person we asked, and I have, um, I really want to know what uh, what one bold move now in in the time it's been from uh, when we first uh, had you on the show to now. What one bold move do you want to leave the audience with? I'm I'm not going to shy away from. Easy to do, easy not to do, your choice. If our audience, if our listeners, if there's something in their life, whether you're speaking about entrepreneurs before, about asking that question, it's easy to do, it's easy not to do. You have the power of choice. For those of our listeners that are maybe, when you, when you talk to me, boys, about my favorite exercise, for those of our listeners that are maybe are not in the shape that they would like to be in, just two sit-ups and two push-ups, it's easy to do, it's easy not to do. It's just symbolic of small steps that move us in the direction of our big picture goal. I will never move away from that. It, hold, it keeps me honest, it holds me accountable. Easy to do, easy not to do, it's your choice. And I'll say it again, don't allow awkward and uncomfortable stop you from having the courage to get into the game. Uh, that one step that's going to move you forward. And if easy to do, easy not to do, your choice drives you insane, then I have got across the message that I wanted to get across. Fantastic. Simple and easy, yet right to the point and right to the heart. Yeah, indeed. Thank you so much. You know, I, I hate to say it, but we're, uh, we're pretty much at the end. And, uh, Peter, just it's been an honor to uh, have you as the first guest. It's an honor that uh, we've been able to, to maintain and grow this friendship and the good that's coming from this little triad of, uh, of folks here with you, Chris and I. And I can't wait to, to launch and to do some exceptional things here in the future. Um, thanks for coming on the show again today and giving the uh, audience a kind of a heads up on what's happening at the Peter Turin camp and uh, what's uh, coming in the future. As usual, Chris, it's fantastic. I love you, man. We're 50 shows in. I can't wait for the next 5,000. We are having a blast and adding some great value. So with that said, take us home, Chris. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you, uh, Alan. Right back at you and uh, having a blast. Absolutely. Peter 
Turin was in the house. Peter, thank you so much for taking the time and spending it with us today. Chris, can I just say, and Al, I take nothing for granted. Um, I have enormous respect for you boys, and I value our friendship, our growing friendship, more than you will ever know. A massive, massive thank you. And once again, I hope you can feel the hug, boys, because it's, it's big. Well, certainly can. And uh, like I said, you're going to see a lot more of us, Peter, and uh, we can't wait to have you over on the soil over here doing some fun things. And we've got all kinds of ideas that are going to be uh, percolating over the next uh, you know, couple of weeks and, and have you over here sooner than later. Uh, oh. Audience, thank you so much for tuning in. Send your comments to info at Think Bold, Be Bold. We really appreciate all the comments and ratings come to itunes and uh, listen to the previous shows as well you can go back to number two since alan and i kicked off it was actually number two that we have our inaugural uh with peter but uh number 50 uh is this show and uh, we really appreciate everything so thank you alan and thank you peter you guys have a great day and everybody else remember to do something nice for someone today This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.